following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. Today we're going to be talking about teaching us how to listen. The reason why we're going to have that as the topic today is because um, the uh, theme this month is teach us how to pray. Bob uh, taught on a message entitled Hallowed Be Your Name. Renee taught on cultivating a lifestyle of prayer. And I got to thinking, wouldn't that be great if we recognized that uh, the conversations that we have with the Lord are a two-way street? And um, maybe I'm not so good at the listening part. So today, we're going to talk about teaching us how to listen. Today's verse, I'm not sure if it's available. Oh, can I just give a shout out to Lindsay and the uh, sound people? The, uh, if this works out today, that anything that I've asked her to put on the screen actually goes up there, that's because she's amazing. Jesse's amazing. If it doesn't happen, it's because I handed her all the slides at 9.34 this morning. And we have a rule in the church. You do not hand stuff to the booth at 9.34 in the morning because they can't do songs for you to be able to uh, sing along with and do that at the same time. But uh, today's verse is Psalm 25, 4, 5. And it's, make me know your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. Sometimes I wait all the five minutes. That's the truth. Um, I'm becoming a better listener, and I'm becoming a better listener for God. But overall, the truth is, is that I am really good at reading off my list. I've got a list. I give God stuff to do every single morning before I get out of bed. I have lots of kids. I have lots of grandkids, nieces, nephews. Some of you in this room right now are on my prayer list, and I just give it all to God, and then I jump out of bed, and I'm almost positive that that's not the way it's supposed to be entirely, that I'm supposed to do a little bit of listening. So what I want to share uh, today is some experiences that I've had that have helped me uh, to become a better listener to the word of the Lord, uh, to actually his, his voice. And it starts with a couple stories in Ukraine. Do you mind if I tell you a couple of Ukraine stories? So the very first time I consciously heard, where where I was aware of the fact that I was hearing Holy Spirit speak to me, we were in Ukraine, and it was 2007. As I walked in the door of uh, Pastor Gregory's church, um, that was the church that we would visit back in those days. As I walked in the door, I was overwhelmed uh, walking in between all the chairs of, of the church. The church would hold about 900 people uh, when it's full, maybe more. It depends on who you talk to. You know, I... We preached in front of 2,000 people. Well, maybe, maybe 900, probably something like that. But uh, walking through there, I was just overwhelmed by, by the presence of God. I just couldn't escape it. I hadn't even met Pastor Gregory yet or any of the other pastors there, but I was just overwhelmed by it. And one of the things that happens when you're in a place like that and you don't speak the language is you rely on God perhaps for the first time in your life. That's what it was for me right at that time. It was the first time because unless the interpreter was right next to me, I really didn't have any way of communicating with anybody else. Somebody could walk by and I could say, da, 
and they might you know, say Privet, and I don't know, didn't even know what was going on, but we just smiled and they smiled and I moved on, but there was really no way to communicate with anybody. I needed my connection with God like I'd never had a connection before. And so I was speaking in tongues like never before. I was singing in tongues. When we were doing the worship, you know, they have the worship on the screen and it's in Cyrillic. I had no idea what I was looking at, but I was familiar with the notes. You know, the song sounded familiar enough, not all of them, but some of them. And so I was singing either the best of my ability, the lyrics that I knew. Uh, Those of you that know me, I don't remember lyrics very well. So then I was singing in the spirit. And in that process, I became extremely reliant on the voice of God because I had to. Because I took myself out of the places that I felt most comfortable and I put myself into places uh, that I could, I had to rely on God. I just had to. Am I sending camera people fits right now? Okay. So as we were doing that, by the way, we owe a great deal. This church, I believe, owes a great deal to that experience in Ukraine because it was the very first time that I got a chance to preach, but more importantly, it was the very first time that Renee preached anywhere on the planet. It's in Ukraine. I remember Nate Close was sitting behind me as we were at one of the uh, one of the sessions that we were doing. We we must have preached like ten times at seven or eight different churches. That's just what you do. And Renee was on a roll. And so this is fifteen years ago. <sighs> just blows my mind. And she was preaching, and Nate Close tapped me on the shoulder, and he goes, that's your wife up there. (laughs) Because she was rocking it. You know, I was up there doing this, um, okay, and, you know, shaking and whatever, and Renee came up there, and she was stringing pearls together, and just, it was an amazing, amazing event. But while we were in the midst of all that, while I was sitting there just watching, Renee came back down, And I hadn't spoken yet. And I said, honey, will you trust me? And she goes, oh, no. (laughs) And I said, I think I'm hearing God ask me to do something. And she just went, okay. (laughs) And I don't think I told you. Did I tell you what I was going to do? No. So I walked up there and I started doing what I was doing. I was preaching on Ephesians 5. Uh, That's what we were preaching on on that trip. And Ephesians 5, verse 21, talks about submitting to one another. I think verse 22 talks about wives submit to your husbands. Ooh, that one's, you know, that's not the fun one to teach on because we always forget to teach on verse 21. But then the next verse after that talks about how husbands be willing to die for your wife. And if if husbands were willing to die for their spouses, maybe they wouldn't mind submitting to us every now and again. And maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing. So I'm up there, and, and I'm doing that, uh, giving a little talk on that, and then it occurs to me that I have to do this thing that I heard Holy Spirit say. And the reason I was hearing Holy Spirit say it is because I really wasn't talking to anybody else. The only voice I could hear besides Renee's was God's, because um, I'm in a foreign country, and I don't speak Russian. And I invite Renee up. Now, in Ukraine, they have, um, if you're a guest there, the speakers are in the front row, and then there's this table in the middle here, and the table's got bubble water, regular water, um, some mints or something like that, and some glasses, and it's all on this beautiful silver tray. And so I walked down there and invited Renee up, and I asked her to sit down, and I grabbed the silver tray, and I grabbed the water, and I washed Renee's feet. Now, we've, many of us have been through foot washings, Living Waters has done that, the elders have washed our feet, 
before in the past years ago, but I wasn't doing it because I like feet. I do not. I do not like my feet. I'm not a big fan of Renee's feet. But I specifically heard this from God, and what was really funny is, is just like me blowing my nose in front of people, Renee knows I would never want to do that willingly. Um, as it relates to a foot washing experience, she knew that it had to be God, and it had everything to do with the people that I was speaking to in the room, because men submitting to their wives, I don't, I, I don't even think that they had uh, a feel for that in any way, shape, or form. I don't know that the connection between men and women in those days, I'm not sure what it is right now, we're seeing evidence that it's changed as we speak. But in those days, there was all kinds of dysfunction in relationships and men not engaging in normal relationships with women and vice versa. It was weird. And so when we did this, and this is important, we did this thing that I, it had to be God. And as we did it, there was an audible gasp in the room. Like the air in the room left and came back just for a moment. And you could hear women in particular and the few men that were in the room in general, you could hear them go, and as I'm doing this, I go, really? But it was a thing. It mattered. And the only reason I did it isn't because I thought it was a good idea, but it's because I heard the voice of the Lord. What is interesting now as we look at what's happening in world events right now in Ukraine and so on, uh, there is this um, great effort by the men in Ukraine to save the women and children in Ukraine. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying that's something we did. 2007 had anything to do with that, but I can tell you that something spiritually that happened back then. I see evidence of fruit now in the people of Ukraine uh, and how they're fighting uh, for each other in ways that I don't know that I would have seen 15 years ago. It's really remarkable. Next story, 2009, um, Renee and Alice and Josiah and I, I don't think Olivia was with us yet. 2009, it was literally over their Christmas uh, holiday. It's different than ours. January 7th, I think, there in Ukraine. And we were there, and um, as it relates to listening to the voice of God, same situations. If you're not with your interpreter, you're kind of out of luck as far as communicating with people. You do the best you can. And uh, so you spend a lot of time listening to the voice of the Lord. You spend a lot of time asking for God's input. And on this particular one, Pastor Gregory, Pastor Gregory passed away about a month ago, by the way. Um, but um, Pastor Gregory asked us, he wanted us to uh, speak to 15 key pastors of his. And he had many, 50, 100, he had pastors all over the country. But he had 15 key ones that he wanted us to speak to. We didn't know what he wanted us to say. I don't know that he did. But when we got there, it was he wanted us to pray prophetically for them. And actually, Renee and I had never prayed prophetically that I'm aware of anywhere. And if Alice had, she certainly wasn't used to doing it on demand. And so we find ourselves in his upper room. It's this big room, conference room table. And there's uh, maybe 20 people in the room. We're three of them. And we are assigned to this particular pastor. She's a 65-year-old woman. And basically, Pastor Gregory goes, ready, set, go. Just do that thing. And we had nothing. We had nothing. We had no idea what it was that we were supposed to do next. So we just looked in each other's eyes, and I know the look in Alice's eyes or Renee's eyes when they've got something, and we had nothing. 
So, and then I looked at this lady and, you know, the Americans are in town and they're kind of expecting something to happen. And so um, I just went, okay. Um, and I told this story. So um, with an interpreter, Yana was our interpreter at that time. I just said, so I see you um, walking along a path and as you're walking along the path, a year goes by and another year goes by and you're holding a flower and a petal of the flower just dropped off and it fell to the ground and you look at the flower and you turn it a little bit and then another petal falls on the ground and you're looking and as time goes by, another petal and another petal and now years are going by and um, as I'm saying these words, not knowing where this is going at all, I'm going, oh God, you better show up really soon because it sounds like I'm about to tell this lady that we're out of petals. <laughs> so, so she's moving on in another petal and then another petal. And then I said to her, but wait, Jesus is walking right behind you. And he's picking up each petal one at a time. And then another, and then another, and then another. And he's forming in his hands a brand new bouquet. And it's beautiful, and it's especially for you. And he wants to give it to you as a gift right now. And then I handed it to her like, I'm doing this right now. And I just went, and then I was bawling, and then you were bawling, and the interpreter was bawling, and most importantly, the lady was bawling. And we just, she just smiled, and she shook her head, and she says, I understand what this means. I don't know entirely what that means, but it resonated with her. I have an idea of what that means. And it was being in a position, it was being in a place where the only voice I could hear was God's, giving myself no other distractions, just... Lord, you better show up. And he showed up, and it was meaningful for her. So I was good with that. Lindsay, any chance we can get the ones that have words on it up? So this isn't much, folks, but this is what I could do over the weekend from Onamia. Um, the next four pictures, and you can go in any particular order, and you can flash back and forth. These are posts that I'm putting on Facebook and that I've been putting on Facebook for the last 14 months. I put something online every single day for about 430 days. I have no intention of stopping. Uh, the reason why I started, incidentally, was because Renee called for a fast uh, 14 months ago. And I decided that if I'm going to do some kind of a fast, which I chose to um, fast breakfast and then spend time with the Lord during that time, that if I did that, I love this one. Renee hates the cold, and it was cold. But I love her smile. You can't see it real close there, but she's smiling at me. And um, during that fast, I just purposed that I'm going to do everything I can to listen to the Lord. And it was also at a time, those of you, how many people remember a date tossed around January 6th? Does that mean anything to anybody in this room? It was a date that whatever you think about it and whatever all the politics are and blah, 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 the noise was so loud in the world at that time. I felt like I was being shouted at from every corner. People that agreed with me were shouting at me. People that disagreed with me were shouting at me. And I just went, enough. 
And so I purposed I wasn't going to post anything anymore that didn't have something uplifting. It could even be political, I suppose, if I could find the, the, uh, an uplifting nature in it. And so I started doing this. But what, the reason why I'm sharing it with you is because this is not who I am. I love to write. There's no question. But it is not who I am to spend time in the Word. But I've started to fall in love with the Word. Ellen Ross promised me years ago, he said, a little bit, Jay Brian, a little bit will go a long way for you. So I take one verse a day. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I do. And so I take a look at whatever it is that I'm looking at on any given day, often taking a picture of it, and I just go, Lord, what am I looking at right now? What are you showing me? And then I write it. And I've been asked sometimes, some people say, well, where are you copying that from? Who's, where are you getting that from? Which is flattering. You know, that's nice. But honestly, and this is the truth, and I especially know when I'm really hearing clearly from God. If I write something that impacts you in any way, I want you to know it impacts me. Sometimes I write it down and I go, geez, that was kind of cool. But it's not me. I'm just writing down what I hear. I really believe that if we take the time to, we can ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to tell me? I had a friend today, Damien told me this morning, have you ever asked Holy Spirit to wake you up in the morning, like at a particular time? And I go, no, but I'll try that. If you, uh, if you ask and then you stop and listen, you just don't know what you're going to get, but it's going to be good. So that's what's going on there. If you do happen to look at those posts uh, on Facebook, that's cool. Um, if not, there'll be a book someday of some kind, but we're going to keep doing it, though. Um, so then sometime, somewhere along the way in the middle of all this, of uh, trying not to listen to the noise and trying to listen to the Lord. A couple of friends uh, approached me, Matthew Berry, Caleb Brown, and Sean Larson. And Caleb, where are you in here? You're okay. I'll, I'll be calling on you shortly. Um, and they approached me with, um, they recognize that it is difficult for men to take the time to hear the voice of the Lord. And this resonated with me because I already knew if I take myself out of everything, if I fast breakfast, if I go to a foreign country where nobody makes any sense to me, and if I just concentrate on hearing the Lord, that I hear the Lord and good things happen. They approached me with the idea of the men's retreat, focusing on spending some time in solitude together. A lot of times it's not guys jammed to uh, be alone. Some guys, not all guys. I've talked to a lot of guys this weekend that really liked being alone. But a lot of guys like being with guys. They like doing things with guys and doing the hunting thing, the fishing thing, the, the bike riding thing, all that stuff doing stuff together, but it's not for everybody. So the idea of spending some time in quiet, uh, trying to seek the voice of the Lord alone, but with other guys around us, so that you don't kind of feel alone, but you are alone, was an interesting concept. And so um, Caleb approached me with that idea, and I'm going to ask him to come up here and just give us a little bit of a report of his experience this weekend. This is Caleb Brown. He'll need this mic up here. Um, I should also point out that he was our worship leader over the weekend. And he had a guy, what was your friend's name? Um, uh, Jacob. Jacob? Jacob was on saxophone, and it blew my mind. And he was harmonizing with him on the saxophone, which I don't even know what I just said. But it was like, wow, I've never heard anybody do that before. It was great. Go ahead. Yes, please, sir. Yeah, man, it was it was impactful to me. Um, I think 
one of the things that really um, impacted me was, um, so what we would do is we would take some time, um, we'd worship, um, somebody would bring a short message, kind of like a little challenge, and then we'd all go spend about an hour out in the woods or out on the lake or um, just all the different places, and, uh, and then we would come back and share what the Lord had been speaking to us. Um, and I just remember that first night, Friday night, us coming back from having been out um, and, and trying to hear from the Lord. And some of the guys were like, man, you know, I really struggled. It's like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't really feel like I got anything. Um, and uh, and I, I was, it was a reminder to me because about four years ago, I had gone on a retreat similarly, and I remember feeling that exact same feeling like, ugh, what if I spend all this time out in nature, which is great, but like, but I don't hear God's voice. And just that fear, I could see it in these guys' eyes, this fear of like, what's going to happen if I do all this and God doesn't show up? Um, and uh, it was really cool. One of the guys um, expressed just that he... He really, he really wanted to hear God's voice, but hadn't in a long time. And so some of us guys came around and, and prayed over him. Um, and uh, it was just, it was really cool to see how God was working in our, in our small group, our little group of guys throughout the weekend. And how it was just, sometimes it was just as simple as God was telling me just to be. And so much of the time as guys, I think we just want to fill our time, fill our space, do things, all these, all these things. And, and it was just a reminder that like God sometimes just wants us to be in his presence. No agenda, no expectation other than just to be with him. And um, yeah, it was just really cool to see some of these guys come alive as they experienced that. Um, for me personally, I felt like I tried to encapsulate what happened throughout the weekend in a poem. So I was going to read this poem to you guys about what I felt like the Lord was speaking to me. But also, the cool thing about doing solitude together is you get time to hear from the Lord yourself. But then when you get in small group or in other settings, like guys start sharing things that God was speaking to them about. And you're like, oh, wow. That touches on things that God was speaking to me about, but like also expands it and like goes in different ways. And so... Um, so yeah, this, this uh, poem is called Upside Down Kingdom, and it was, I kind of wrote it the last night because the, the night, um, so the theme was, um, you know, kind of each session we had, the first one was, how, does, how do I see myself? Or, um, and then the second one was, how, God, how do you see me? And then the third one is, what do you have for my future? And so this came out of, what do you have for my future? And it was just kind of more of a cry for me, a longing to be part of this thing that I think that God was calling all of us into. So I want to live in the upside down kingdom where the greatest is the servant of all, where the sinners are welcomed, unlovable, accepted. I want to live in the upside down kingdom where strength is built through waiting, where Jesus turns adulterers into sons marriages healed, where God speaks loudest in the silence. I want to live in the upside-down kingdom where riches are gained through giving it all, where the mercy of forgiveness makes justice possible. I want to live in the upside-down kingdom where sacrifice leads to overflow, 
where giving freely leads to abundant living. Where the lowly in heart are given the authority. I want to live in the upside down kingdom where we love those who intend us harm. Where victory comes through submission. Where men of valor find their courage and solitude together. Where certain defeat births glorious victory. I want to live in the upside down kingdom. And that's kind of, that's the poem. And then as we were worshiping this morning, I really felt like God was sharing with me just kind of a message um, uh, that I hope is kind of, I don't know, I just feel like it's a prophetic word um, from the Lord for, for men, but also I think just for our families as well. So Jesus is raising up men who will not be satisfied with glimpses of him and reflections or mirror images. They will be defined by their servant heart going low. They will be men who carry the presence of God, who walk in courage. They will shine like Moses coming from the very presence of God. They will run and not grow weary. They will give and have abundance. And I just believe that's, that's a word that God kind of gave me um, for, for men that were on the retreat, but also just like he's calling us to go low and to be people of the presence. And when we encounter him there, we bring that with us. Um, and we were talking about metaphors like salt and light and priests. Um, and that's what God is calling us to. So that's what I have. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I had quite a bit of talent around me up there. Um, we had um, Jacob and we had Matthew Berry leading on Friday night. And um, we had Sean Larson closing out the last lesson. Uh, last evening, and a lot of willing participants. It was awesome. Um, it was, um, it's like um, the expression we've used in marriage ministry is we set the table and Holy Spirit brings the food and Holy Spirit showed up. And, um, you know, you don't always get exactly what you're planning for, but sometimes you get something that you needed. A, me- a word I got uh, is so peculiar, and when I say it, you'll go, what? A word I got from the Lord was, as it relates to my future, is he asked me, why are you hiding? I like to be at the center of everything. <laughs> Pretty annoying at work, right, John? John, don't, don't agree with that tone, okay? But even if it's got nothing to do with me, the uh, sales division has a say, something to say about it, for sure. I like to be at the center of everything, and I clearly heard Holy Spirit say, why are you hiding? And it, by the way, I know what it means, and it's impacting, and I don't know what that's going to look like tomorrow, but it's, it's on my mind. There was something for everybody, uh, if, they were, if they could just listen. And I'll give you three examples right now. Um, Damien, do you want to come up? Uh, we have three gentlemen that are willing to give a quick testimony, and then we'll turn it back over to Renee so she can have final say. Damien, how was your retreat? It was um, impactful, to say the least. It was um, life-changing, and uh, I really appreciate um, a lot of things, and I want to get into that here in a second. But first, I thought um, it would go without saying um, to uh, honor a few people. So you men, could any men, any man in this room, stand up, and even the younger men that want to be men someday, 
All stand up, please, for me. All men. All men. Male. All males. And then uh, uh, all the females, young and more mature, please stand up. <laughs> and so uh, I couldn't be more proud of you, uh, one, um, men for um, just standing in this together, and I'm, I'm just proud to be a part of that, and then uh, women in the families um, for the support and prayers, and just ho holding down the fort, well, um, it gave us men space at the retreat to do our thing and to hear from God, so thank you, appreciate that. Um, I wanted to talk just briefly, um, because I only got a minute left now. Um, I, want, I, want, I wanted to talk about um, a, a um, journey that God has uh, brought me um, over the last couple of years. Um, he's used a, a Latino man from the Central Valley, and um, he's brought... He's brought intimacy and hope to someone that I, I didn't believe was possible. I believe a, a lot of things about myself, which were lies about just feeling discarded and not valuable. And um, this weekend, he kind of solidified um, the idea or the invitation of intimacy with him, um, kind of like a romance. I call it the bromance because uh, I'm a guy, right? So, um, and... Uh, it was an invitation, and the word that I got was, um, do you want me? And I had to pause. I had to say, well, do I? And, and because I had to, like, look at my life and, like, do I choose Jesus all the time? Do I choose to that degree of intimacy with him? And I have to say, be honest, and I say, no, I don't do that. And... And this weekend was kind of like a turning point for me. And I, I felt like um, that question was posed, posed for me um, to go deeper, to be intimate with him, um, to romance Jesus. I wrote, a, I wrote a song to Jesus this weekend, um, a love song to Jesus. And the answer was yes, by the way. And so, so I just want to leave you guys with that. I just, um, that's the key. That's the key to... Um, me give, giving to anybody is intimacy with Jesus. Thank you, brother. Our next contestant is New George. Yes. So I am on. I am on. So I am new George. Apparently there was an old George, but I am the new and improved, maybe? Old, older. O older. Older. Older George. I'm not the older George. Um, so I've been coming to this church for just over three months now. I think the first service that my wife and I came was the candlelight service. And so it's kind of been a short period of time, but there's been so much growth that has happened specifically in my life. And so this this retreat is something I haven't done in a long time. 
you know, it's just you get small groups and stuff like that, but never actually just like getting out of Dodge or, you know, just getting out somewhere and just being by yourself and your thoughts. And that's scary. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's not the most, you know, the amenities and stuff weren't the best as far as what we're used to as people. And so one of the things that the Lord spoke to me while we were in this time was when you become uncomfortable is when I show up. And so it was just one of those things where, you know, the Lord was speaking to me. He said, if you want to hear from me, it's going to cost you something. And when I first heard that, I was thinking, yep, it's going to cost you some sleep. It's going to cost you some warmth because it's not always warm. And so that was my first thought. And then the kind of the main scripture that the the whole weekend was based around was Matthew 8:28 and it was come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest take up my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and so when I first heard that I was thinking okay rest 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 it's going to cost you something you're going to have to give up something and the revelation I had was, it is going to cost you something, but what it's going to cost you is what's weighing you down. You're going to have to give up your stress. You're going to have to give up your, your, your loneliness. Whatever it is that you're having, you're going to have to give that up so that you can put the weight of the Lord on, which is easy. And so... It's, and that was kind of the whole thing for me this weekend was stop complicating him. You know, you don't need a list of, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to, I need to wake up at 10.30 in the morning and make sure I go through all my list and spend 45 minutes in the Word this time. And it's just, the Lord spoke to me. He said, just come. And so, it, you know, it was the the main title that I put on for this weekend was, you bring yourself, I bring the rest. That's good. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Andrew. And he gave me permission to call him Drew, but not Andy. Hi, um, I'm Andrew, for anyone that doesn't know me. Um, I'll try to keep this kind of short. I'd like to leave enough time for Damien to come up and sing the song that you're out for God. Um, let's hope, you know, we, we want to hear it. We really, oh, no, okay. next week. Okay, all right. Um, so, yeah, this, this weekend was really awesome. It was so sweet. Um, and I was so, so, so excited to come. Um, like, I even... I was talking to my, my wife throughout the week, I'm like, I'm so excited. And she's like, okay, all right, all right, calm down. Because in the past, normally this is not like, oh, I'm going on a men's retreat, yeah, cool. But no, I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of dudes and hear from the Lord. And, um, and I, I went, like, fully expecting something like, ah, and it was really, it was so sweet. So um, we get up there, we're, we're hanging out, we're having fun, we're praising the Lord and worshiping, and, and then we go into our first uh, 
wilderness session or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I go out on the lake. I'm like, get my rubber boots on. And I'm like, got my jacket and my flashlight. Yes, here I go. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going out there, I'm going out there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now where is it, God? All right, all right. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's an eagle flying up there. I'm like, yes, yes. What is it, God? What, what do you got? And um, and uh, like trying to think, I'm like, oh yeah, eagles fly and they're looking for stuff to eat and hmm, majestic and it's like, uh, no, no, okay. Hmm. Satellite, all right, got you. All right, so I pull out my phone, look, what's a satellite? Okay, satellite explores, explores space and, and sends information back to scientists to learn cool stuff, right? And then I'm like, okay, all right, maybe I'm trying to over-spiritualize this. Because everyone, everyone knows the over-spiritualizer, right? We've all got one in our lives. They find any situation, it's like, oh, yeah, God. Oh, look at that. Look at that leaf. It's like, God, it's like, bleh. It's like, we all know that person. If you don't know that person, you might be the person, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're becoming self-aware, right? Okay. <laughs> So, okay, so I'm just standing there like, oh, yeah, and, and I just start thinking about the journey God has me on right now, um, and he just, he's like, you belong here. This is where you belong. You know, I'm, I'm out in the middle of the lake. I'm like, yeah, I like it here. I belong here, sure. He's like, no, no, no. Where you are with me, you belong. Wherever you go, you belong there. Don't worry. It's like, you don't have to worry about me talking to you. I'm going to talk to you. Just follow my footsteps, and wherever you are, you belong there. So you can walk into a room full of all these spiritual guys that you may feel underqualified to be there, but you belong. You can walk into a situation of, like walk through the ghetto, hang out in the slums, hang out with broken people. You belong there, you know. Um, a little bit of history of myself. Uh, God's had me on just this crazy journey. Um, and over the past three months, he's been just opening up doors and, and actually completely changing everything in my life only because um, I've allowed him to. I'm not going to, I'll try not to go too long. I could talk all flipping day about everything that's happened. But it, it comes from a place of selfishness and where that brought me, completely relying on myself and not knowing what to do and turning to other things, which, I mean, landed me in the hospital in a coma. There's a long story to that. Not the time, really. 
um, to being like, okay, this is where I can bring me. And I know this God, but I'm trying to run things my own way. Um, so it takes a full surrender. Like, if you want to change your life, if you want something to change in your life, everything has to change. And that's a, like a... And he's like... And it's so cool, the things he's been teaching me, and, and, the, and the, the support here has been awesome. The prayer's been just great. Um, yeah, this weekend was awesome. God is good. That's all. Thank you. Did I mention to you that I was hanging around some really cool men? Some really awesome stories. Um, God is good. Uh, the only thing I wanted to leave you with before I turn over to Renee, and yes, dear, I know we're running late. But um, I remember, I remember uh, a PSA. Uh, does anybody even know? Do they have PSAs now on TV these days? A public service announcement. Um, when I was a kid, and it was sc- always scared me, Channel 9, right at 10 o'clock, would say, it's 10 p.m. Parents, do you know where your children are? I'm right here. I mean, and, but that was, I mean, for years, that was on Channel 9. And then they had other ones, too, you know, what to do in case of that or, or this or that. But one of them that I remember is on Saturday mornings, they would play during uh, cartoons, because that's when they had cartoons back then, was only one day of the week. It's on Saturday. It wasn't every day all the time. And um, they would say, children, if you are ever, for whatever reason, get your clothing caught on fire, you should stop, drop, and roll. And so they show this like animated creature that would, you know, oh, and they drop on the ground and then do that thing and, and that saved their lives. Well, this really will save your life as it relates to hearing the voice of God. Um, my big lesson, if you bring nothing else uh, from the service away with you, consider this, stop what you're doing, um, drop what you're holding on to or looking at, and listen. Stop, drop, and listen. Because God's always talking. He's always talking. When you're feeling lonely, it's because you just need to stop what you're doing. And stop, drop, and listen. Pastor Renee, back to you. Wow. Good stuff, yeah? I am so, so grateful for uh, all the men in our lives and for what the Lord's doing and excited to see what God's doing uh, here as a body. This is uh, kind of the kickoff to our week of prayer and fasting. It's a really nice way to welcome the guys home. Hey, guys, we're prayer and fasting now. Um, but we're, we're excited because we really feel this invitation of the Lord. And, um, and I think I love what was said, the question, do you want me? Because he's saying, I want you. <laughs> and this is an opportunity for us to respond to that uh, throughout this week, to pressing in. It's not, even, it's not even, God, I want you to do this or do that. He's asking, do you want me? 
And so our focus this week as we go into prayer and fasting, whatever that looks like for you, is that we're responding to that invitation of wanting to go deeper with him. We have a little bit of a guide um, out in the lobby if, if you just need some information. It's just some basics about fasting, uh, different ways that we can fast. I'd encourage you to just ask Holy Spirit um, kind of what he has for you in this time throughout this week. And then on uh, next Sunday morning, we're going to be sharing communion together, and that's going to be kind of our breaking fast, that, that time um, together. So whatever that looks like, we'd love to have you come and, and join us for communion on Sunday morning. I'm just going to close in prayer. It's good stuff. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for... Um, all that you're doing, what you did through the men's retreat and what you're doing here with us as a body. We thank you for um, your invitation to us to hear from you, to see things the way that you see things. We thank you that we are right where we belong, that we belong where we are because you're with us, because you want to speak to us in that place. So we just, uh, we just choose to lean into you in this time. We choose to lean into what you're doing. Lord, we thank you for the promises that you've been speaking. Even um, we just have heard all throughout this week that uh, this, this men's retreat was the start of something new. And so I just speak that over each one of you men that went on the retreat, that there's no going back from the ground that you've gained. It's that this is the start of something new in your life. And so uh, we just lean into that as a whole family here, that there, this is the start of something new, this time of pressing into you, um, that we can press into it and know that you're doing something new in us. We love you, Lord. We're so grateful for the way that you show up when we call upon you. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.